When can you break the rules? This is MJ Munoz. You are listening to Story Over Everything, the chronicles of an author, artist, and analyzer. The date is October 14, 2022. Uh, I forgot to make a teaser, except for, I guess, the title that I just said, When Can You Break the Rules, is the teaser or the prompt for my little fabula ex machina uh, thing that I'm going to do at the end here, or towards the end here. But first, let's track my progress. What is the current status of my current, or, sorry, what is the status of my current projects? Progress made, length of time on the back burner. All right, so active. First, I have the Grow Book series, which is five books that I have planned out. Uh, manuscript is completed for books one and two. Draft, uh, drafts are completed, well, I don't have drafts completed for books three through five, so I need to do that. Uh, book three is outlined, sort of, but I have to expound on it later, and uh, I need to outline books four and five altogether because they the outlines on those have not started at all um so i was supposed to have uh done text descriptions and thumbnails that was my assignment from last week but uh i was unable to do that however i did finish all my text descriptions which it was actually a lot of fun to do and it took me about two sessions maybe an hour or so and uh, i'm wondering how long the others will take to complete. But first, of course, before I move on to doing the text descriptions for the others, I have to do all the thumbnail sketches. So my next action uh, for this coming week, uh, by the 21st, I guess, of October, would be to make sketches for all of Growbug Book 1, which hopefully I'm going to do real sloppy, like, you know, stick figure type sketches, um, just to clarify to the artist, like, what the angles are and stuff that I want. So should go fairly quickly, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then I need to do research for crowdfunding and other follow-up actions that I will address later. You can see them in the show notes if you want to. And on the back burner, I've still got the breastfeeding book and the uh, fantasy dragon book. Um, Let's see, completed works this week. So I didn't actually write anything new um, except for, uh, well, Fabulix Machina doesn't count. So I didn't write anything new, but I did come up with a naming scheme or titling scheme for my Holy Heroes Universe book. So here we go. It's going to be series title, colon, hero's name or team's name, colon, book title. And uh, so I'm going to share with you what I came up with so far. So I'm going to use code names for now, but for my first entry in the series, it would be Holy Heroes. That's the series overall. Angel, that's the name of the character. That's the code name for the character. And then Acts of Mercy would be the title for book one, maybe. So Holy Heroes, Angel, Acts of Mercy. And then it'd be Holy uh, heroes, angel, you know, wrath of God or something like that, uh, for the other titles. I don't know what they are yet. So, uh, I will, um, come up with those later. And then I analyzed Don Brothers 32, Futo PI 11, and Keats 6, and I didn't do any artwork this week. Uh, there, I did not make time for that. So, uh, that didn't happen. Um, and then I'll go ahead and paste in the audio notes from my analysis this week and share with you the lessons I learned from these different shows. So the lesson I learned from Don Brothers 32 is vision and passion will burn through the medium and touch your audience. There are folks who make somewhat compelling arguments that there is a major homoerotic subplot that defines two primary characters in Don Brothers, that being Taro and Sonoe, the uh, hero, main hero and the main villain of the show. I don't know if Inoue is doing that intentionally or if this is a situation like how people make something out of the love between Jonathan and David in the Bible. I have nothing to say on the matter. 
There is a powerful dynamic between these characters, and people love it. I think their interactions are beautifully filled with honor and warrior ethos, and I don't care that this has taken such a position of prominence over so much else in the show that could use the attention. It is immensely enjoyable to watch. My point is, whatever Inoue is trying to do or say, it's making an impact. I assume he cares about it. Either that, or he's using uh, T. Taylor's Universal Fantasy Butter, which is something you can find out more about if you just look up T. Taylor or uh, Universal Fantasy Butter, um, to make this pair thrilling to watch. And I think that's pretty interesting, and I think if it is just the Universal Fantasy Butter of whether it's uh, enemies to lovers or, you know, best frenemies or, or, you know, friends who are people who are friends and enemies simultaneously and there's honor in that uh, and they still stick to their allegiances despite the fact that they have care, um, you know, caring and affection for each other, then that's uh, that's pretty interesting. And either of those things are universal fantasies. So, anyway. Very interesting stuff. Lessons learned from Fujo P.I. episode 11. I previously spoken of the importance of vague rules. A, uh, derivative idea from that is to leave yourself room is to leave yourself room to explore details and elements of your world this doesn't have to be done with a plan for doing great things down the line not everything has to be planned in elaborate detail sometimes when asking yourself what does this do it is okay to say I don't know I'll figure it out later if I ever need to You don't have to go down every rabbit trail, and you don't even have to know where every one of them is to explore it when the time is right. My lessons learned from Comrade Geats episode 6 are, uh, you can make a character detestable, interesting, and disposable all at the same time. Morio could have been played sympathetically, but Takahashi went a different way. He built him up as clever and crafty, and he showed his hideous colors before dispatching him from the story. So I think up until this point, up until episode six, we saw negative aspects of the character, but we didn't see how bad he was. And uh, like, there's a whole, there could be a whole sympathetic backstory to him that we're not seeing now that Takahashi just kind of sets up and seeds. And then apparently we're never going to see the fruition of that because uh this character is going away from the game and he and and the story and he'll be off in his own world doing whatever. Um, but I, I found that very interesting um, because I would have expected more to have been done with him, whether it be flashbacks or different insights into his character. But he's just a person who finds what the rules of a system are or the rules of a game are and figures out ways to exploit them to his benefit uh, to the exclusion of others and he doesn't care about hurting others um, which I guess is enough that's all we really need to know about him and that's what we were shown so um, I know it's just it's interesting to me uh, that you don't have you I guess part of it is that you also don't have to make one of these sympathetic villains somebody who the narrative cares about <laughs> like the character the audience can like them um, but they can also just be a tool that you're using to move your plot forward into uh add characterization to your heroes or your main cast or whoever it is. Um, so that's, that's pretty interesting. Okay. And now I will paste in the fabula X Machina. They say that rules are meant to be broken. 
but they aren't. If everybody broke the rules, that would be bad. Imagine coming to an intersection and everybody runs the red lights. People would be smashing into each other. People would be getting into accidents. Their cars would be getting ruined. People would be dying. It would be really bad. Think about if everybody at their job didn't follow the rules. If rules were meant to be broken, then farmers would plant at the wrong time and plants wouldn't come out the way they were supposed to and we would all starve to death. Following the rules is a thing. Following the rules is a good thing and it's something that we should do because when you follow the rules, you know exactly what results you're going to get. Sometimes though, you have to follow the rules. I'm sorry. Sometimes though, you have to break the rules. The thing is, you have to know when you can break the rules. Right now, I'm in a situation where I'm in big trouble. And if I follow the rules, I could be in bigger trouble. So I'm thinking, is this the right time to do the wrong thing? And if it is the right time to do the wrong thing, because it will save someone's life, does that mean that it's really the right thing to do after all? I don't really know. I'm just a kid. I don't know how to answer that kind of question, but I do know one thing. I know that if I do this right now, I can save somebody's life. And that's more important to me than following some rule. So that's what I'm going to do. There is just one little problem that I hadn't thought about until right now. If I go into the lab and get the tools that I need to do this, I'm gonna have to either sneak by everybody, lie to them, or find some way, I can't hurt them, I'm not strong enough. Maybe find some way to distract them all with a diversion so I can go in there and get what I need. It should take me about five minutes to walk to the lab. And I think I have about an hour before anyone's life is really in danger. So I can. F so if I hurry up and think hard and fast. I should be able to get out there in time to do what needs to be done. But can I really just figure this out on the fly? This isn't a game. Lives are at stake here. It doesn't matter. I know what I'm capable of. And I know what this technology can do. And I know if I make the right moves at the right time, It'll all be okay. It'll all be okay. Oh, it'll all be okay. As long as everything goes perfectly. How hard can it be, right? I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, you can find more at mgmunios.com as well as my entire library of analysis, art, and fiction.